Black Beauty and Pop Culture Podcast. If you enjoy what you hear today, please leave a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. Today's episode follows Ananda Lewis, popular VJ for both MTV and BET. Now, let's start the show. Ananda, which means bliss in Sanskrit, was born in L.A. on March 21, 1973, to Stanley and Yvonne Lewis. Ananda's father worked in computer animation, and her mother was a manager at Pacific Bell. When Ananda was two years old, the couple decided to separate. Yvonne moved her daughters to San Diego, where their grandmother and aunt lived. All three women played a big part in raising the girls. Shortly after settling in San Diego, Yvonne went on a short sabbatical trip to Europe to help ease the pain of her divorce. While she was gone, Ananda and her sister lived with their grandmother. Ananda felt abandoned during her mother's extended absence. Upon Yvonne's return, Ananda frequently butted heads with both her grandmother and mother, as well as her recently remarried father. In Mothers, Mothering, and Motherhood Across Cultural Differences, social science professor Andrea O'Reilly wrote, Although women are more likely than their male counterparts to be the sole head of household, there was a dramatic increase between 1970 and 1983 in the number of lone father families and non-maternal residences following the dissolution of marriage of the civil union in the United States. So before the 1970s, wives didn't really leave their spouses, so divorce was considered taboo. Even more taboo was a woman leaving her kids with a grandparent or with another family member. It's natural for children to feel abandoned by parents that carry on lives that don't seem to include the kids. It's hard for kids to absorb and understand the feeling of abandonment. Luckily, Ananda reconnected with both of her parents later in her life. Despite what was happening at home, Ananda was known for being confident and outspoken, which probably had a lot to do with her upbringing. She was surrounded by women, mother, grandmother, aunt, sister. That confidence spilled over into other parts of her life. When she was only eight years old, Ananda entered herself in the Little Miss San Diego beauty pageant and she won. By chance, there was a talent scout in the audience that started working with Ananda, getting her casted in local theater and television productions. Ananda was acting regularly and transferred to a performing arts school in San Diego. There, she studied theater, dance, photography, vocal music, and more. SDSCPA encouraged her to be confident and free-spirited. Ananda later credited the school and the nurturing environment as the number one reason she has a, a successful career. In addition to performing, Ananda started to develop a love for volunteer work and had dreams of becoming a teacher. After graduating high school, Ananda went on to major in history at Howard University. In college, her love for social work was fueled, pushing her into youth activism. Her roommate at the time brought her into Youth at Risk, a life restructuring program aimed at inner city teens. The girls went on a 10-day camping retreat with 98 teenagers, which Ananda says changed her life forever. After the trip, Ananda continued to work summers at Youth at Risk Parent Program, Youth Leadership and Development Institute. She advised the teens on conflict resolution, nutrition, leadership skills, and violence prevention. When reflecting on the experience, Ananda said, I had 20 young folk every day for three months per summer. It was so intense to witness the impact of my work, and it confirmed for me that being a teacher is what I came there for. 
An undergraduate from Howard and went to a youth conference in Belize for the summer. The trip opened her eyes that youth issues weren't unique to just America. The problems were global. She returned to Youth at Risk for another summer, completely recharged, empowered, and focused. When she returned to work, Ananda heard about BET's auditions for the new host of their hit show, Teen Summit. Her post-graduation plans were to get a job with Teach for America and possibly get a master's in education, but it seemed like she was heading down another path. The kids in the program urged Ananda to try out. They were constantly pushing her, saying things like, you better go audition for that show. You don't have a job, and this job is almost over. She went to the audition, tried out, and that was it. She was the new host of BET's Teen Summit. The weekly talk show was a BET original and provided a safe space and open discussion for teenaged youth, as well as live performances and panels. The Teen Summit move seems like a natural pivot for Ananda. She was confident. She was great at public speaking after three years of speech therapy. She loved working with young people and she was passionate about their obstacles. Quickly, BET took notice of Ananda's openness to discuss difficult issues. This is likely how she got so many opportunities after leaving BET. I wasn't old enough to watch Teen Summit when it aired, so at this time, I really didn't know who Ananda was. Um, But when I go back and watch old clips of the show on YouTube, you can really tell how comfortable she was with the content and how much she liked doing that job, especially for her to be so young herself at that time. While doing the research for this episode, I was pretty surprised to learn that Ananda didn't have any talk show experience before Teen Summit. The success of the show soared with Ananda and her co-host DuJour. The live show reached an average of 42 million viewers every week. In 1996, Ananda interviewed then-First Lady Hillary Clinton about her recently published book. That same year, the show was nominated for another award for the special it had on homeless teens. In 97, Ananda was presented with an NAACP Image Award for her work with Teen Summit. Then, after three seasons of working with BET, another massive opportunity opened itself up to Ananda. That year, MTV offered her a position as a video jockey and program host on their show MTV Life. Ananda, whose whole mission was based around helping young people, was disoriented by the mere thought of leaving BET. The people who were on set with her at Teen Summit said she cried for weeks while trying to make a decision. However, Ananda was only getting paid 30000 a year with BET. That is crazy, y'all. Of all the work that she was doing on that show, I can't believe... She was only getting paid $30,000. I mean, of course, $30,000 was different in the 90s than what it is now, but still, that's crazy. Anyway, in an interview with Newsweek in 1999, she said, I really wanted to work for my people, but when you're not getting paid and you don't have creative input, what's the point? I mean, sometimes that happens when you... Anyway, (laughs) ultimately, Ananda took the offer and chose to move over to MTV, mainly because viewership was larger there. That means that the size of her audience and the impact of her work would be increased. She was quoted as saying, Up until that time, I had been doing a show that meant a great deal to not only me, but our viewers and the continued progress and healing of everyone it touched. I knew that I would not readily have access to doing a show like this again for a very long time, and I had a real problem with that. For years, it had been clear to me that I came to this planet to impact people's lives, change things, and help people heal by increasing their personal power and rejecting the lives we've all been taught since birth about ourselves and our potential. 
Yet, I understood that in order to do that effectively, I would need the attention of the masses, not just my own people. I saw MTV not only as access to the masses, but also as an opportunity to be more of the woman I am and cultivate my ability to have fun, my social skills, and whatever else the creator had in store for me with this new opportunity. It must have been really hard for Ananda to pivot from BET to MTV. I mean, black people watched MTV But I mean, BET was literally black entertainment television. And with her, you know, specializing um, in youth activism with inner city teens, it had to have been really hard for her to then go to MTV, which was, you know, like very bubblegum and fun. And, you know, it just was a different environment. But back to the story. Okay, so this is when I was introduced to Ananda when she moved over to MTV. And 90s babies, I'm pretty sure you guys remember Ananda being all up and down MTV in the late 90s and early 2000s. She was really on everything on that channel. Just like BET noticed Ananda's skills and her savvy early on, so did MTV. Those abilities ended up influencing MTV's future programming. Bob Cusbit, the senior vice president for production, was asked about Ananda in 1999 by the New York Times. He said, In the past, our talent was sometimes just pretty people who could read cue cards. But when we brought Ananda to MTV, we decided we were going to do a lot more live television. So that's huge that she influenced their programming like that just from her being herself. They also realized how much of an asset Ananda would be for their music shows. When we got her here, Bob said, we found that she really is in touch with the music community. She knows these people, hangs out with these people, likes and listens to their music. It's really a part of her. So we saw Ananda majorly on TRL, Total Request Live, if you didn't know, and Hot Zone. In addition to the music-based shows, Ananda also hosted a number of more serious MTV specials. She hosted two shows focused on school violence, which aired after the Columbine Massacre. Ananda won another NAACP award for the True Life Driving While Black special on MTV. She also hosted numerous tributes to the singer Aaliyah, who was one of her friends. You'll see Ananda and Aaliyah together in the Back in One Piece video. Um, Ananda had many notable moments at MTV. Her most famous hot zone moment might be when she confronted Q-Tip about the amount of half-naked models he uses in videos like Vibrant Thing and Breathe and Stop. One of the most memorable things personally for me about Ananda Lewis um, is her personal style and how much the media loved her. She always seemed like the coolest person in the room to me. And I mean, she really was just like the media doll. She was in at every red carpet. She was at every event. The paparazzi loved her. And, you know, it was just nice to see her everywhere like that. In 2000, the New York Post called her, and I quote, a Gen X icon and arbiter of coolness in fashion, music, relationships, and celebrities. Ananda really was an it girl. She was a staple at events all over New York City, usually dressed in Roberto Cavalli. The New York Times praised her as a social butterfly. Here's a quote. In the last year, Miss Lewis has emerged as the hip-hop generation's reigning it girl, meaning she is not just an MTV personality, but a woman whose looks and attitudes have made her perpetually in demand. She is neither singer nor actress, yet from Soho to South Beach, she consorts with stars like Q-Tip, Maxwell, Shaquille O'Neal, and Lenny Kravitz. Russell Simmons, no slouch in the nightlife department, calls her a socialite extraordinaire, end quote. Ananda's best friend, Stephanie Alam, was quoted in that article as saying, Everywhere Ananda goes, there's always a ton of people who want to be around the party.
1999, Ananda hosted and DJed a party at Joe's Pub in Lower Manhattan. It was intended to be a small gathering of friends and family, but ended up star-studded. Jay-Z, Tyson Beckford, Dougie Fresh, Star Jones, and even Prince just randomly showed up. Prince actually ended up giving Ananda a CD version of an unreleased song to play at the party. This little glimpse into Ananda's party shows the rapport she had with Black Hollywood and how respected she was by peers and legends alike. She was only 25 at this time. Prince said to the New York Times that night, Check out her ideas about how school children should be raised. That's why we all pump her up. Ananda is Cleopatra. You know she's a queen. Ananda's career and social status was soaring at the time, but she appeared to be careful about letting the public too deep into her personal life. In 1998, Ananda wrote an article detailing her decision to be celibate for six months in YM Magazine. She said, I made the decision for selfish reasons, but I'm going public here because I realized I might be able to help other girls too. I know the kind of drama that being sexually active brings to your life. I felt that if it was good for me to take a break, it might be good for other young girls too. You see, I think I would be a whole different person if I hadn't had sex so early. Everyone was saying do it, but nobody ever said you don't have to do it. I think hearing that in public would have made a huge difference in my life. She was known as hip hop's it girl at the time, so we can assume Ananda had many suitors. I mean, she was a popular woman in a male-dominated scene that had a tendency to be hypersexual. Studies show that both women and men in hip-hop spaces display harsh physical scrutiny to women in the field and view them as commodities. This attitude could have shaped Ananda's decision to keep her private life out of the spotlight. Romantically, Ananda has been linked to Maxwell, Shaq, Omar Epps, and Prince. Her relationship with Omar Epps and Prince were strictly platonic and was well documented in a New York Times article where they followed her around to multiple events. So that article follows the three of them in a private VIP section at 151, which is a now-closed club that was in Midtown. Eventually, Diddy, J-Lo, and Derek Jeter end up in the same section as them. A full posse of people follow Diddy in, and many groupies follow behind Derek Jeter. The writer adds in details about Omar going off to dance with a girl he just met and Ananda just hanging out in the section being friendly. Ironically, two days later, a gossip columnist goes live with a story about a love triangle between Prince, Omar Epps, and Ananda. The New York Times writer follows up with Ananda after that story goes live, who said, It's kind of pathetic. A woman still can't be seen in the company of a male friend without them making it about somebody trying to bed somebody. Nine times out of ten, if I'm actually dating someone, I'm never out with them. So, back to career. In 2001, Ananda felt a shift coming again. It was time to leave MTV. She moved on to start her own talk show. When asked about what helped her make the decision, Ananda said, I felt like I needed to keep changing. Evolution and metamorphosis are important to me as a person, so you're not stuck somewhere as a person and you continue to grow. If that means giving up things that you are comfortable with, then that's what it means. The great part of that is you continue to grow and progress. The Ananda Lewis show was highly anticipated and received a lot of press before its premiere. Audiences loved Ananda and many people compared her to Oprah, who was hosting her own talk show at the time. Even though Ananda was moving on to another platform, she continued to do special segments for MTV. The Ananda Lewis show, aimed at young women between 18 and 34, addressed issues like domestic violence, dating for money, breast cancer awareness, marriage, and many other topics that are important to that age range. 
It was a fresh new alternative to shows like the Ricky Lake show and Jerry Springer, which just seemed very, you know, sensationalized. Also, it was different because it was aimed at women that are younger than your typical daytime TV viewer. Unfortunately, though, the show premiered the day before 9-11, which led to a swift downturn in ratings. It was canceled after only one season. Sadly, it was just bad timing. Ananda reflected on the cancellation in her 2018 Shondaland interview, saying, The down part of that is, in hindsight for me, I didn't get to stand in the moment that I was in and really soak it in and appreciate it. I was always looking for the next thing. When you can stand in a moment and be grateful, the moment expands. Then you take that expanded moment and turn it into something else. I missed doing that. I also wish I had stopped the people who wanted me to do the talk show and said, not yet, it's a little too early to do this. It was overkill for me. I had so many issues with stalkers and negative energy coming towards me from the attention. It was just too much for me. I broke in certain ways and I went into self-survival mode and said, this has to go. After the show's disappointing outcome, Ananda seemed to slowly fade away from the spotlight. There seemed to have been two things that led to that. One, her dissatisfaction with the talk show. Even though there were some highlights, she said, she felt like it wasn't what she signed up for and that ended up impacting her performance on it. The second and most important factor was the declining health of her grandmother who played a big part in raising her. When the show ended, Ananda went back to California and took care of her grandmother for the last few years of her life. After her beloved grandmother's passing, Ananda kept it pushing. In 2004, she became a correspondent on The Insider, an offshoot of Entertainment Tonight. She made guest appearances on sitcoms and continued to work with both MTV and BET. That year, Ananda was on Celebrity Mole, which won an Emmy. Shortly after, Ananda disappeared again, this time just from the entertainment business. In 2011, she gave birth to her first child, a son. When she talks about her childhood, Ananda says, In a household with all women, it was expected that if something broke, you had to fix it yourself. Ananda's grandmother was crafty and introduced that to her grandchildren. So there you have it, another natural pivot for Ananda, construction. Before she knew it, she was enrolling in trade school to get a degree in carpentry. Presently, she's working on putting together a nonprofit that does home renovations for the elderly and for single mothers. After getting her degree in carpentry, Ananda was asked to host the reboot of TLC's While You Were Out show, and she also has hosted the reunion for their show Unexpected recently. Being a carpenter seems like a really big shift from Ananda's VJ days, but I feel like it's representative of her whole purpose for getting into the entertainment industry in the first place. She wanted to help people. Her goal was to reach the masses with meaningful information and have an impact on society, which she accomplished through her award-winning work on both BET and MTV. And because of that, I'm actually really excited to see what she does next. Personally, I was really excited to do this episode because Ananda is one of my favorites. I loved seeing her on MTV, and she just reminds me so much of the good days in the 2000s, where it felt like black women were highly visible in pop culture programming, and that was actually the inspiration for me to do this show in the first place. I just love how multifaceted Ananda was allowed to be. She was beautiful, she was fashionable and stylish, she was smart, she loved music, she understood social issues, and she was just really, really respected by the people around her. 
And um, it was just really nice to see a black woman um, have her, you know, her stance and her opinion respected by men and women alike and powerful people. And, you know, it was just a good thing to see as a young black woman. So, yeah, I was really excited for this episode. But OK, guys, I'm rambling. So I'm going to end it here guys so thank you for listening to vixen if you like today's episode don't forget to leave us a review and if you have a submission feel free to email vixenpodcast at gmail.com this is actually the halfway point for the first season of this podcast with episode four so that's really exciting i love doing this and i am excited to do more um but anyway yeah we will be back next week with an all-new episode